Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. I heard you on the wireless back in 52. Lying awake intently tuning in on you. If I was young, it didn't stop you coming through. They took the credit for your second symphony. Rewritten my machine on new technology. song is there really such thing as a radio star welcome everybody bob stopper brennan escott joining you this is oilers now brought to you by our title sponsor digitex buyer lease your next office network printer from the digitex.ca e-commerce store alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office it and supplies all right brennan uh you open up uh, with uh, what, what are they called the buggles the bugles well what's the name of the band again yeah the buggles this uh this was uh trevor horn one half okay. of the buggles they're born today in 1949 he was also a member of yes in 1980 and 81 and then he produced uh three of uk's number ones for frankie goes to hollywood oh man including relax two tribes and the power of love you know what that that power of love is way better than the Laura Branigan power of love. Okay, I got so. Hey, I'm a fan of Yes, like right? Owner of a Lonely Heart. That's a great tune. Welcome everybody, Bob Stoffer with you along with Brendan Escott. Uh, hope you're having a fantastic Friday. Uh, you know what? <laughs> Last night we had the wrap up of Oilers development camp with the Billy Morris Cup, and I had a couple of Oilers uh, executives come by and say, "Stoff, have a good summer." And I'm like, "Well, we we got like." You know, we're on air here. We're we're not sitting there shutting the show down for the uh, the next six weeks. But we do have lots to talk about on today's show. Uh, Sportsnet color analyst Louis DeBrusque will be swinging by at twelve thirty-five. Sportsnet spec Mark Spector for the horses and horse racing Alberta at one hundred five, and the man that uh, knows the cap out there right now in Puckpedia Hart Levine at uh, one thirty-five today. Here's how you get a hold of us. You can text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Get the new floors you've always wanted, one hundred forty third Street, one hundred eleventh Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more information. And you can reach us on the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Get charged up for summer. 
Uh, bring your player's club card to the venue and get free River Cree portable charger. For more information, head to the RiverCreeResort.com. By the way, was Video Kill the Radio Star? Was that the first song that was ever played on MTV? I don't know. Maybe somebody can uh, look that up. For some reason, I thought that might have been the first song that MTV ever played. Um, 780-496-0063. That is the number for our Ashley Fine Floors uh, text line. Brendan, you had a busy day yesterday. I know you were assisting, helping put together this show. And then you had the Elks broadcast. I know after, and we will hit on the development camp momentarily, but after uh, the uh, Billy Morris Cup last night, Cam Moon and myself slid over to... Uh, Pub nineteen oh five ended up watching the the third and fourth quarter of the uh, the Elks game. Now, you, do you know how big of a uh, an Eskimo slash Elks fan Cam is? Like he's a pretty big fan, like lifelong season ticket holder kind of fan. Yeah, like I had season tickets in the early eighties, but then once I got it in the media, in sort of at twenty two, twenty three, even on the periphery. I mean, I don't know if you know this, but for a number of years, I was a spotter uh, when John Sexsmith was doing the public address. So, uh, like for four or five years. I've always cared about the Eskimos slash Edmonton Elks. Uh, I think the CFL, you know, hey, this is the 630 Chad's a rights holder for the team. We want to see the team, uh, you know, do well. And what the hell's going on with Eastern Conference? Like, you know, and and, and as an aside, I got the floor is yours for the next minute, Brendan. What were you thinking when it was 24 to 6 for Danny Machocha and the Montreal Alouettes? Yeah, it was. I don't know. It didn't have the same sense of of magic that it did when Trey Ford was on the field and there was a sense of maybe a comeback against Hamilton. You had Taylor Cornelius at the helm of the Elks last night and after a great first quarter, they had really let it go in the second, like really let it slip in the second. So you wondered what kind of intestinal fortitude the team would have and and whether that previous win was a flash in the pan and they battened down the hatches defensively, forcing a couple of turnovers and uh, Cornelius really stepping up and into his own and and uh, if not completing the passes at least putting in his uh, putting his receivers in a spot bob to to have a pass interference of which there was 108 yards against Montreal and pass interference calls alone 193 total penalty yards against Montreal so Edmonton was uh, given a bit of a uh, a layup in a sense but they they had to do their part and they did yeah they got the win um we do have confirmation, as an aside. Uh, we're going to go with Ghost Shadow. That's the nickname. Ghost Shadow uh, has texted us to tell us, yes, the first ever song on MTV, even though the song was released in 1979, was Video Killed the Radio Star. So uh, there you have it. Thank you very much. The Ghost jumping aboard and sending us a text message. Much appreciated. Hey, you know what? Speaking of the 19... Here's, you know which team used to get a ton of penalties all the time in the NFL? In fact, they still do. There's one organization that's always been heavily penalized in the National Football League. Do you know who that is? It's the Raiders. Like The Raiders have always been... right. It, it was part of their whole motif under uh, Al Davis. So we're going to have a little fun. Just uh, I'm going to tie it into the 1970s. Which former running back that uh, came out of USC, wasn't the only NCAA football program he played for, uh, played for the Los Angeles Raiders, had a 1,000-yard rushing season. I don't, I don't know what made me possibly think of this, but it's uh, obscure enough that we can have some fun with this. This guy, this running back, his father was a memorable character on a 1970s cop show. So which running back of the Raiders uh, had a 
1,000-yard rushing season in the 2000s. Came out of USC, transferred actually from another prominent NCAA institution. And his dad was a prominent actor on a uh, very popular for four or five years cop show from the 1970s, which has subsequently had a movie about it. So we can have some fun. You can text us 780-496-0063 on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. I, I, we're not playing for anything. I'm just checking to see if people are staying on the ball because, you know, we got a lot of real uh, real smart listeners to this show. Oh, wow. Wow. You can text us at 780-496-0063. Everybody's jumping aboard. The answer is not Marcus Allen. And Marcus Allen played in the 80s. We're looking for a guy that played in the 2000s. A 2000 running back whose father was a prominent actor in a 1970s cop show. And believe me, this role that the, the dad played was, I don't know if you could play that role today, but you could back in the 1970s. There you go. Just for useless, superfluous fun, that sort of thing. Because you know what? It's Friday. We've kind of wound down in free agency. We know The Oilers are still in on a couple players. They don't have a lot of money to spend. I had somebody today, you know, talking a bit about Jacob uh, or uh, you know, not Jacob Larson, uh, but uh, Johan Larson, and I think he might have a deal. He might have a deal. Cactus Jack, you cannot, you cannot win the trivia, Cactus Jack. You do have the right answer, though. Uh, anyhow, we'll see. I don't know. No one's got it yet. Name the lot. Uh, the Raiders running back of the 2000s that had a 1,000-yard rushing season in the National Football League. He started at USC, actually transferred to USC, and his father was a prominent actor on a 1970s cop show, a legendary show back in the day. Should I give you one of the actors on the show? David Soule was one of the main characters in this show. Seven, eight, oh, we winner, winner, chicken dinner. At 12-14, we got it. Justin Fargus. His father played Huggy Bear on Starsky and Hutch. I'm not. You ever seen Star? Did you see the remake of Starsky and Hutch, Brendan? Nope. You never saw the no. remake? No. Oh, okay. That show, at its time in, in place in the 1970s, that was a pretty cutting edge show. David Soul was also in Salem's Lot, which for me remains maybe it was just a byproduct of being a 12 year old kid living in an acreage, but in the original Salem's Lot. There's a scene where the one boy that has been bitten by the vampires comes and knocks on the window and then grabs his other, grabs his brother. And when you lived out in the middle of nowhere, out in the county of Strathcona, and you lived on the basement floor, and uh, your your window faced the back to where all the trees were, and you saw that show, it scared the crap out of you. Let me tell you, it was it was a tough thing. So yeah, the answer. Uh, it was not Tyrone Wheatley, who I loved when he played at Michigan, but I was looking for a running back that played at USC, and the answer is indeed Justin Fargus. There you go. Oilers GM is Texas on the Ashley Fine Floors uh, text line. He says, Bob, what about Evan Rodriguez? He'd be an ideal pickup for the bottom six, but is it realistic, uh, realistic or is he asking for a number we can't afford? What's happened here with the National Hockey League is, to be frank with you, teams aren't spending. I think we discussed that. I think we discussed the fact that there wasn't going to be as much money in the system as some of the agents thought, so you needed to jump and get something done. There might be some bargains early next week. Keep that in mind. Uh, yeah, I'd have time for Johan Larson, but I think he might already have an agreement in place. Some people have mentioned, what about Matthias Janmark? 
A useful player, probably a third slash fourth line player. Larson's probably a fourth line center. Um, oh, who's uh, somebody mentioned Raffle the other day? Thirty three now. That'd be a little bit concerning. He didn't have a great plus minus this past year, but we'll see what happens over the course of the next few. And we, there may be a mechanism or window open up for a potential trade as well. Once some teams, uh, what's Winnipeg done? Has Winnipeg done anything? Winnipeg, Anaheim, they haven't done a loss. All right, you can text us under 780-496-0063, Ashley Pine Floors text line. By the way, Brendan, we did have the development camp wrap-up last night with the Billy Morris Cup. Uh, goaltender Ryan Fanti was really good because the uh, team blue that featured James Hamlin and Noah Phillip and Carter Savoy were all over team white. Like They had, they had a little bit more experience with some of their forwards. Um, I thought that Hamlin was really good. Uh, no, Philip. It's going to be an interesting guy to watch because he has one thing that you can't teach, and that's six foot three, hundred ninety-five pound right shot center. And the Oilers, they could use a right shot center by the end of the season. Okay, Derek Ryan is on the team right now. He played mostly right wing once Jay Woodcroft became aboard. I don't think Edmonton's going to be able to resign. There's not, to my knowledge, right now. There aren't a lot of right-shot centers. I guess Riley Nash is out there. Uh, I mean, Riley Nash didn't want to sign at Edmonton when the Oilers drafted him as a first-round pick a number of years ago. They had to trade his rights to Carolina. I guess you could go with Riley Nash, potentially. Um, so there's an opportunity for Noah Philp. Certainly James Hamlin, who's got himself an NHL deal. He was quite noticeable last night. Carter Savoy's got skill. Uh, one guy... Of course, Reed Schaefer played the Oilers' first-round draft choice, scored a great goal in tight, real good hands. It was interesting. I thought I'd share this with you, Brendan. I, I, met, I met the Schaefer family last night after the game. Uh, Reed's father, Jeremy Schaefer, looks like a starting left tackle right now. Like That bodes well. Like he's, Guys shouldn't be in that type of shape at his age. Like He's got to be six foot five and 250, 260 pounds, and he... He's not carrying any of the proverbial Molson muscle, if you know what I'm saying. He's still in pretty good shape. Uh, there's a lot of really large people in that family. And it, there was a. An, it, this is, I think Oilers fans will find this interesting. Reed's grandmother showed me a picture of when he was a kid. And guess which jersey he had on? The Oilers, when he was like five or six years of age. And it's kind of. You know, and, and you want that, right? Like, if you're in Edmonton, you want kids growing up here and, and the Oilers are the team. And, and guess what? Right now, the Oilers have a chance. They're in a window where, you know, they can they can get a lot of people excited in the future here because I, I think it's starting and they've got some supplemental players coming. Borgo did not play in the Billy Morris Cup. Obviously, he had an extended playoff run this year in the Memorial Cup. He's an exciting guy to watch. I think we're going to see the transition of Broberg and Holloway to the Oilers this season. Again, Edmonton's got their last four number ones. They're the only team that's probably a legitimate threat. The Oilers are going to be a top eight team this year. I think most of us foresee that happening. They're going to be the only one of those teams with you know their last four number ones because a lot of other teams have been trading away first-round draft picks to take a run every year. But uh, yeah, I thought Schaefer was quite noticeable. Matt, uh, Matt V. Petrov as well for a six-round draft choice is a guy that uh, 
we're going to need to continue to have an eye on He had a 40-goal, 90-point season last year. All right, uh, we are going to go in. That, that's our top story for legacy heating and cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, legacy heating and cooling. The wrap-up last night of the Billy Morris Cup. We go into the Oilers now Audio Vault for direct work. We're specialized to work with your business, outfit your crew from head to toe. In Edmonton and Fort McMurray, Elliot Friedman was on the show yesterday, and this was his latest on Nazem Kadri. The process that they were doing was basically once free agency opened yesterday, submit your offer and, and we'll go from there. So I, I think that's what kind of happened. Um, you know, there was there was one person I know who told me they thought that Kadri was going to sign yesterday for something that was out there. It obviously didn't happen. Um, and I, I'm, sh- I'm sure both Colorado and Kadri are sorting it out in terms of A, can Colorado do it? And B, is there anything else out there that really appeals to him you know i will i will say this as we wait for this to unfold i I think this has been a really tough marketplace on on a lot of players uh bob i i I think it's been a real rude awakening for some of them uh about you know like some did really well goodrow did really well Giroux did really well vincent trocek did really well uh Ilya mikhaev did really well uh, Erica Branson did really well, but I think there's some other guys who have been shocked about, you know, how they got squeezed. You know, aside from Kadri, there's some really good players who aren't signed yet. John Klingberg, you know, Niederreiter, um, you know, and and I, I think that people have realized, even Goudreau, at the end of the day, Bob, I think there were only three teams that were really serious. Yeah. It was Cal- Calgary, Columbus, and New Jersey. So uh, I think that some of these guys have found that the market is a lot tighter than they thought. And um, I think Kadri, I'll be interested to see what the number is, just because I think it's it's real challenging out there. Darren Ferris represents them. Do you think there's two or three teams in on him at this point? I think there are a few. I, I definitely think there are a few teams in on him. But I'm, I'm curious to know, like, what, like, he's a little older, right? Like, he's 31 years old. So I've always wondered what's that going to mean in terms of term and number. And I think one of the other things that happened, too, I, I, I you know, I really thought that Seattle was going to make a run here in yep. some of these situations. But especially for Kadri, like, you look at them down the middle now. They've got right. They've got Beneers. You know they need, like, a, a more experienced center. But remember, they've got Yanni Gord there. So, like, I, like, like does, does, a, does a big number deal for Kadri make sense anymore in Seattle? I, I, I thought they'd be there, and now, now I'm not so sure. I just don't know. All right, 1223 in Edmonton. That is our Orders Now Audio Vault for direct workwear. Uh, who have been with us for the last nine seasons. Bob Stauffer, Brendan Escott with you in Oilers Now. When we come back, we're going to discuss a target for a bunch of teams coming up as the season goes on. And Brendan Escott's going to bring you NHL today for elite promotional marketing. This is Oilers Now. Back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. It's Oilers Now. Momentarily, we'll get to a text message from Epstein's mother. But first, 
NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandising specialist. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com, and here's Brennan Escott. Another huge move by Ottawa late yesterday, inking Josh Norris to an eight-year extension worth $7.95 million per season. It's coming off a 35-goal year. Jack Adams finalist Andrew Brunette is joining New Jersey's coaching staff as an assistant after finishing last year as the interim head coach of Florida. Dylan Strome heading to Washington, one year, $3.5 million there. Henrik Borgstrom will join him, one year, $750,000 for the former Denver Pioneer. Toronto signing Jordy Ben and Victor Mete to one-year contracts. Edmonton Products' Eric Comrie and Spencer Fu signing one-year deals. Comrie in Buffalo and Fu with Vegas. Former uh, Oilers defenseman Brad Hunt signing two years in Colorado. And Winnipeg locked up a, a Guy Gadelski product, 24-year-old center Alex Limoges from the Penn State Nittany Lions. Uh, he's tied for the NCAA scoring lead in 2018-19. 50 points in 39 games there. Spent the last two seasons with San Diego in the AHL. So that answers your question. What have the Jets done? <laughs> there you go. Uh, there's another Penn State guy that actually didn't really pan out for him. We've mentioned him before. He's in the Buffalo Sabres organization that I thought might be a fit here as a fourth-line left wing, and that is Brett Murray. Uh, there was a fairly noticeable signing in the today, uh, more of an AHL deal, but a guy that's got 20 goals in 124 NHL games, uh, scored two goals in six games last year in the uh, with the LA Kings. He scored 40 goals and had 73 points in 58 games for the Ontario Reign, that's Martin Furk. And yes, he was on the Oilers' radar screen as a potential guy for the Miners. All right, Epstein's mother says, Bob, how do the Oilers get Patrick Kane? I said, pardon? He said, how do the Oilers get Patrick Kane? Okay. Um, Patrick Kane's real dollar amount in season. Just remember this. He's already been paid a $4 million bonus this year. His real dollar amount the rest uh, for the upcoming season is $2.9 million. He's a $10.5 million cap hit. So envision if the Chicago Blackhawks eat half the cap and pay half the remaining salary. And again, it's two. It's basically $3 million bucks for the other, entire year. So if we're at the deadline, we're talking about a guy who's $750,000. So the, the Hawks would take on $375,000 of that. That would get the cap hit down to $5.25. Then you get another team to eat half of that. That would get the cap hit down to about $2.6, $2.7. Okay which is doable for a lot of teams if they move some guys around with LTIR. Uh, and since we're talking from $3 million to seven fifty for the final quarter of the year, Hawks eating 375 of that. That leaves 375 left. It's only 187000 for an organization like Arizona to be involved in a three-way in that deal. That's, a, that's about a third or fourth round pick. He's getting moved, folks, and I mention this because there's news today. Luke Richardson saying he's talked to both Taze and Kane, and they're good to go here. Chicago is going to be able to make a deal for Patrick Kane during the course of the year. You know what sounds better than Connor McDavid with Evander Kane? Connor McDavid with Evander Kane and Patrick Kane. Just, just a. I'm just going to say, dream a little dream, because I've always liked Patrick Kane, and and he's going to get way better than Giroux when he goes back on uh, free agency next year. Off to a global news weather traffic update. Eileen Bell back with Louis DeBrusque. Oilers now with Bob Stoffer. weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio six thirty. Chad.